2: I can take a class, you know, learn how to Properly professionally massage a woman. Because you know with the fellas, when we were younger, you know, hey, you need a massage. We already knew You get them five. shoulders for about three, four minutes. You then, might get them feet. And then you're, and then in you're there. going straight for the yams. Yeah. You just going to <laughs> You going straight for yams. And I'm like, okay, let me do this the right way. Let, says, let,
3: let me do the right way. <laughs>
2: let me let me learn how to give a professional spa quality massage to my woman. I even ordered the bed. The uh, massage bed.
3: No, you didn't, Christian. Yep. You did not do that. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I still have it. <laughs> I still have the bed. Um, and what's crazy is right around this time I started praying about our relationship, um,
3: it started to fall apart. I never imagined my public healing would inspire others to heal across the world. I thank you for using him to reach the
2: world with the message of hope in relationships.
3: But your life does not. God, you are my publicist we
2: laugh
3: (laughs) we share the unadulterated (laughs) truth he said not only have I not divorced you I ain't exposed you we didn't marry fans we married forever and we wanted forever to act like a fan reveal her Jesus I will not compromise Mm -mm. on getting a woman to God you don't have to
2: and father I declare for his future wifey thank you
3: For preserving her. This season, I declare miracles and manifestations. See, you're selling scripts. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I I noticed that right away.
2: You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. It's a Hebrew
3: word, hail, and it was translated wealth. And it means people. It means men. It means resources. And it means means. I'm Letaris R. Whitfield, and this is the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to a Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTarris R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Listen, man, uh, this season has been rocking. Normally we do about 21 episodes. I'm just gonna just let this thing keep going forward uh, as we are in the season of miracles and manifestation until God says, all right, that's the last episode. Now time to move to season seven. Uh, uh, but as long as we're rocking with this, we're gonna keep rocking, and I'm 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 just in awe of the amazing testimonies that are uh, sliding in my DMs or even in the comment section on YouTube. Uh, I read them, and I'm just grateful that y'all are finding hope, encouragement as we are all on this journey together. Those that are married, those that are single. Um, oh yeah, let me tell y'all this. What is it? June the 2nd and the 3rd will be in the Bahamas. You know, we're currently number one in the Bahamas in relationships. So, hey, we're coming to Freeport and Nassau. Freeport on the 2nd, Nassau on the 3rd. Uh, Make sure that you go into the description on this video so you'll be able to find out more information. Um, on how to get tickets for that event it's going to be absolutely amazing man i'm just so in awe with what god has been doing as he's been increasing this platform well today's episode i get a chance to chop it up with my brother i've been knowing this brother for many many years what i love most about him is his willingness to be transparent and honest Uh, you know the mantra of the podcast is we keep it lit we live intentionally transparent and i thank y'all so much for just creating a safe space for my guests that extends not only from this platform from when they are in studio but all the way on these social media streets because you know a lot of platforms can be very vicious with people when they are sharing their truths and i love y'all and i thank y'all so much for providing that safe space for my guests so without further ado welcome to the dear future wifey podcast my homie christian keys
2: hey Uh, hey, and congratulations man on the success of all this i'll say this You've created an honest space where it's not a blame game. Yeah. And when you build something honest, it resonates with people and I think that's one of the many reasons folk keep pulling up and watching and loving, loving the podcast. It's one of the reasons I love it. So, yeah. thank you again. And you also,
3: just real quick, Bone to Pick with you, I ain't here about this Bahamas. <laughs> well, see, Chris... I'm gonna hide in your luggage, well, well, man. Well, well, I'm going, why wasn't I invited? Listen, you should, have, a, you should have been coming with us to Jamaica, but it had been a whole problem. So, Jamaica is May the 4th through the 7th. It's sold out in a month. Uh, I feel but, so some kind of way. I know, and you should. You should. But it would have been. You see, if I would have took you there, it took a lot of distraction. It would have just took all the attention away from me. Okay. So, well, we want. We want to focus on the podcast yeah, yeah, and the great yeah, work that you're Because if doing. I had you there, they wouldn't even know I was there. The next you one, these mean?
2: island things. I'm. 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 I'm just gonna pop up out of somebody's luggage. No, I'm going. No, I'm gonna have you come. Okay. I,
3: I, 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 will you be willing to
2: do a trip like that? Come on, man. Okay. All right. The the blessing of being your own boss, thank you, Heavenly Father, (laughs) is that you can carve out a little time. You can carve out some you time. Yeah. And you can say, you know what? I'm going to take this four, five days and schedule everything, all these other wonderful things around it. Yes. But for this four, five days, I'm going to get some sun. I'm going to be a part of this wonderful uh, podcast over here. I'm going to see some of these amazing people down here and and show some love and learn some stuff and and have a moment. All right. So
3: y'all hear that. All right. We're going to end up doing the trip in the future where Dear Future Wifey Podcast teams up with Christian Keys and we're going to go do... (sighs) <sighs> oh, boy, that's going to be a whole problem Let's out there. go. But I need some men. <laughs> See, if we do this, Christian, we got to get men to show up.
2: Well, I mean, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of us out there that are, are grown, mature, understand, you know, self-accountability, understand growth and development and what we really want. And those are a lot of things that you touch on here on the podcast. So I, I don't think you're going to have a problem finding guys that want to go and, and um, people that, that people want to talk to yeah. and hear.
3: All right, well that's the goal. I've been wanting to get a lot of men to participate in trips like this. Uh, men, we don't, you know, you on social media, you see these women taking these girl trips all the time. Yeah. But we don't really don't see a lot of men talking about. Hey, dude, you want to go on a trip together? You yeah. Know let's I mean? go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's
2: go make some. Like that's what my, me and my oldest brother, who's one of my heroes, and and my dad. You know, we end up taking a lot more trips now because I want I want memories. Good. I want concerts. I want you yeah. know museums. I want trips. I want beaches. I want to travel and 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 make some memories so we can look back and laugh our behinds off and have some, you know, some things to go back to.
3: Well, is it hard for you like when you're on trips like this, do you find in those moments when you're in your hotel room you sit there and like, man, I wish I was here with my person?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: It's even this season of my life. Yeah. So many wonderful things um, you know,
2: writing new shows, writing new films, um selling new shows and selling new films, writing, creating a whole new album you know putting it out there manifesting under that veil cuz i've yeah. never been under that veil yeah I, and not having a woman to share that with my person to share that with that that does kind of that's that's
3: us. yeah. I'm telling you, and you and I had a, a nice uh, in depth conversation, and something derived from that conversation where I was like, "Hold on, you're a hopeful romantic, yeah. like like me. Like yeah. what is that?" And I said, "Hold on, we're gonna say that to the podcast. We're gonna unpack that because most people would assume that." You're not really thinking about being with no woman and being committed that you are enjoying the the fruit of your success uh, and just entertaining as many women as possible and have no desire to get married. And it's the complete opposite. Um, Now, be clear. I like me. I like my peace.
2: I like my Netflix. I like a little glass of red wine and put my feet up or sit in my massage chair in the living room and and do the thing with the thing. But I also miss having a person to you know to to schedule nap dates with. You know what I mean? you always talk about these nap
3: days. Why are these nap days so important, Chris? It's the thing. It's and it's and it's
2: it's it's an amazing form of intimacy. Literally, like after a good breakfast on Saturday. You just literally hey we finna let's 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 curl up you you ball up on my chest um I'm gonna kiss on them baby hairs and we gonna we gonna sleep and we gonna breathe and we gonna be around each other it's just intimacy isn't always a sexual thing and Facts. a lot you know when I was younger I didn't understand yeah that. me neither. as a grown man with the capability of growing chest hair
3: <laughs> um
2: I understand that intimacy isn't just you know bound chick wow wow yeah, yeah it's it's' Hand holding, it's it's you know, grazing her her shoulder or playing in her hair as you're walking past her. Yes, and, you know if she's in the kitchen doing something, it's flirting with her, it's playing with her, it's rubbing her feet, washing her feet, it's it's you know washing her hair, it's it's those things. You said just, washing her hair. Oh yeah, you you got to wash the hair, Christian. You, got, you over it, here? Hold on, Christian. You over here washing women's hair? If she let my my last girlfriend, my last woman, um, she used to let me wash her hair sometimes, and it's such a not. I'm gonna be transparent. It it may lead to something. It chances chances are um, it might lead to some something. But that's not the intention. That's the intention the is the the purity of that moment and the closeness of that. And and her there closing her eyes so she don't get no shampoo in there. And you just and you just you in there and you taking care of your so person. I think is. that's beautiful. Hold I on. think it's sexy. Hold on,
3: are you shampooing her hair? over the sink or no, you in, in the, the shower. shower yeah i already knew it so yeah. of course it's going to lead to something waiting but not always <laughs> but not
2: always you know the, the the point isn't for it to you know you don't do it with the intention of leading to that, to the nookie, um, you do it with the intention of the bond and the closeness, and then you rub the, the, the conditioner in there, and then you leave that in there for a minute. You know, you might bathe your person. I like, I'm old school, hopeful, romantic, and I yeah. think there's a difference. We talked about this. Yeah. I think there's a difference between back when I was, I consider myself a hopeless romantic, Yeah, and now that I'm understanding of what I want, need, and... Can't deal without and can't deal with. Uh, mm, that's a yeah, Bible we gonna, verse. We're going we to talk um, about that. I think I'm a hopeful romantic because I carry my standards and my my needs in and I have a full understanding of those things. I'm not just going to jump into any potential love situation. I'm going to jump into something that I, I think is going to be healthy. I'm going to learn from. It's going to challenge me. I crave it. I need it. I can get tunnel vision and focus on that.
3: Get tunnel vision yeah. and focus on that. Yeah. Hold on. You said you want to get tunnel vision and just focus on her. Yeah, it's a it's a.
2: Everybody doesn't believe that it's a possibility when you know women may love you and what you do and that kind of thing, and that's a wonderful thing. I, I love and appreciate the support. I love my my social media family. You know the comments. I try to comment back, and you know yeah. I get engaged and, and get involved with them. But ain't nothing like you know a like from your person there's nothing like a comment or a goodness you look good from your person that's worth a million likes that's worth a billion likes that's that that's that thing when she walk in and just bite her lip and look at you you like woman i got stuff to do but i will set all of this down you 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 don't untuck that lip i will i will dive on you woman so when your person sees you and 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 validates those things about you it's it's magical
3: i was um this, um, you know, I did an episode back in January called Healing from Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But one of the first conversations I had with that woman that I had fell in love with, she said, How does it feel to go viral? Because that was when the infamous wig video uh, got like 73 million views. Yeah, yeah, Is and, it still back and, there? Yeah, or, yeah, no, or did no. she get it? She got it. She got it. She, <laughs> took, she took it back to Nashville. She took <laughs> it back to Nashville. And so she asked me, She said, How does it feel to go viral? Because at that time, it was about 40 million views. Mm-hmm. Uh, to date. there's been 73 million that's views crazy. for that video. Absolutely crazy. So she said, how does it feel to go viral? I said, it feels empty to be seen by millions if you're not seen by the one. Facts only. And that's exactly what you're saying is that, yeah, you see all these likes on social media. You may make a post and you see all these likes or views or whatnot. And you like... But I'm still, I, I don't have my person. Yeah. And no matter how many likes other people give you, no matter how many comments other people give you, it will never fill the void if you're still waiting on that one.
2: Exactly, and and, and it does. Even though you can appreciate the blessing, you know, you you give credit where it's due for the blessing, right? But, Man, to sit there and, and to be completely vulnerable with your person and be like, oh, my God, baby, this is really happening. Yes. Like, I hoped it would be this good, and God made it even better, and I get to share that with you. And yes. I love you to the moon and back, and, you know, you see me grind, and you see yes. me struggle, and you see me be afraid to step out on this branch and create this thing or that thing. And unsure if God was going to bless it, unsure if it was going to be successful, when you share those kind of things with your person, that that solidifies that foundation. It just gives it gives that that tree extra roots. It gives it extra strength and, yeah. and, and extra oomph. You know what
3: I mean? Yeah. So have you ever came close to? We talked about this in the Atlanta uh, podcast episode mm-hmm. where you talking about yeah I was about to buy the ring, you know, and you was talking about we'll say that for another day. Well, that day is here. Mm-hmm. So when, Come you on about, when you talk about when you talk about because a lot of, like I said, people may say, Chris, well, Chris, you ever fall in love with somebody? Can he, is it even capable when you have all these options to actually fall in love to get uh, that, that, um, that vision for that one? Um, let's talk about those times in your life where you were so intentional, you put your heart out there and you didn't receive the, what you invested. Well, it's absolutely possible. I love hard.
2: Um, me too. my my oldest brother teases me about being a a serial uh, monogamist. You know who you in love with this year? Like, man, shut up! I'm not giving up. I, I know what I want. I, exactly. You know, I, I want the. The horse-drawn carriage, you know, yeah. I want two or three houses with picket fences. Is, is,
3: is your brother married?
2: Uh, yes, he is. Okay. 15 years. I can't stand my sister-in-law. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love her. She's amazing. She's, but I had to just insult her right now. I couldn't pass the opportunity. Um, but they're an amazing couple. They get each other. They're one of those couples that get on your nerves because, like, if he's cracking jokes on you, she'll come in and finish the punchline. Oh, I can't stand they're uh, but no, they're they're amazing. They're they're one of my favorite couples, and it, that reminds me that I can have that yes. my version of that. Yes, the humor, the honesty, the transparency, the accountability—all those formulate and help formulate that recipe for a real functioning love. Um, I do want that. I'm not selling for less than that, and that's like even the the, the song that I did recently, "Under That Veil." That was more so me trying to manifest what I want. Cause I've been there. I, I've been close. I've been ring shopping. I've gotten. I've snuck and gotten ring sizes, and and picked out proposal spots, and mm. and had the relationship disintegrate around the same time. Part of that's my fault because I asked God. I was like, God, if this is if this ain't it, you know, please let me know. And you got to be careful because he'll shake. He'll knock all of this. I'll knock all this over if you. Okay, you better be ready. And I <laughs> asked, and he knocked it all over. Yeah. Literally, one of my last relationships, I um. That's how I got my massage therapy certification. Um, I figured, okay. I, oh,
3: you you certify as a massage therapist?
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: And you said that's how.
2: I wanted to. I was thinking of creative ways. Like any anybody can buy a woman some flowers. You know, uh, it takes a little more thought to like maybe get uh, different kind of flowers in her favorite two or three colors you know, once a week or something like that. That's a little more thoughtful. I'm, I started doing stuff like that. I'm like, hey, I like this thoughtful stuff. This
3: is kind of cool. <laughs> that, I like
2: this This, this adulting is fun.
3: <laughs> so... um so I like this thoughtful
2: stuff. She would come. I used to be over at her place like probably five, six nights out the week. I yeah. barely kept my, you know, this was when I first got to LA. I barely kept my, my spot over there to keep my, my furniture at. I yeah. was always over there. I was in love. We were together for like three years. And I was like, man, she always complained about her feet. I wonder if I can take a class, you know, learn how to, Properly, professionally massage a woman because you know with the fellas when we were younger, you know, hey, you need a massage. We already knew it You hit them path. shoulders for about three, four minutes. You then, might get them feet, and then and you're, then you're going straight for the yams. Yeah. You just going. <laughs> 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 you going straight for yams. And I'm like, okay, let me do this the right way. Let, said, let, let
3: me do the right way. <laughs> let
2: me let me learn how to give a professional spa quality massage to my woman. I even ordered the bed. The uh, massage bed. No, you didn't, Christian. Yep. You did
3: not do that.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have it. <laughs> I still have the bed. Um, and what's crazy is right around this time I started praying about our relationship, um, it started to fall apart. And, and I don't blame her she hadn't healed from the guy who messed her over before me. And she told me this after we broke up. Oh God. Um, but I pray, you know, I prayed that she would end up happy after we broke up, but we, we fell apart because she hadn't healed from him. And so I ended up paying for a lot of his stuff and I was faithful to her. I would, I would have it. I'd have the opportunity two, three at a time. Of course. And I, would I, I was in, I was madly in and I didn't want nobody else, but her and, and she's happily married now. Um, I don't know if they have kids or not, but I'm happy that she's happy. Yeah. and she wasn't my person. Literally, the week that the massage table and my uh, my massage certification showed up to my home, we broke up the week before. God, uh,
3: did she know you was doing that? Nope, I told
2: her afterwards.
3: She was like, what? I was like, yeah, you, you blew it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but we're cool. It's, it's amicable because we learned and she knew she had to heal. How long, how long was the relationship over before she revealed that she needed to heal from the past? I, I, I called her about a year after we broke up. I was pulling
2: up the Bible study on a Wednesday night um, at one church. And yeah, um, this is back when they were in the valley. Yeah, uh, PT. And I was like, it was on my heart to call her. And she picked up. And I was like, hey, I said, you know, just for clarity, I know you were insecure or concerned about fidelity. I never cheated on you. I loved you to the moon and back, and I was looking for your ring. I had the spot picked out where I was going to propose, this spot on Sunset Boulevard. Um, I got my massage certification and the table. That showed up the week after we broke up. Um, But just so you have some peace of mind, I never messed around on you you need to heal from that guy before me who cheated on you and rubbed it in your face. And so that way you can be happy with whoever you end up with next. But I pray that you're happy. And, you know, and she received it and
3: we had a good talk. And then I went to Bible study. Let me tell you something. This is so cathartic for me. Um, what I didn't reveal in that healing from heartbreak episode is that on March the 18th, I had plans to propose to a uh, said individual Oh wow and so it was so it's like yeah it's just it, it, it's crazy because I had it all planned out i had everything i have stuff in the works mm-hmm. you know and then I was just like so when it happened it's like the whole future collapsed yeah because it was like I had all these plans and when a man becomes intentional he makes plans mm-hmm. you know he's like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it this way I'm gonna and, and then when it all falls apart you like yeah. Well, ain't that something? Yeah. But it's important that you said that she hadn't healed from the the trauma from her past relationship, and you said that you had to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't
3: think that was fair, but I do appreciate
2: the lessons I learned in that relationship. And yeah. again, just selfishly, it taught me how to be more thoughtful about my other person, how to is. do a better job of prioritizing her. I, I would have never, a younger me would have never thought. Let's get a massage therapy license so I can I can you know when she's when she comes home from a long day of work I can say hey take all of that off get under the sheet and let me let me let me let me tend to you let me let me let me get you right let me get them feet them hands them shoulders them thighs them calves let me not in a sexual way let me let me pamper you a little bit and and just so into the amount of love that I have for you.
3: When I say this is so scary because when I was married I was going through this rough season in my life and I said, so in the condos that we had, we had this room that had a massage room, Mm -hmm. but it's for all the rich people that lived in the building. They could have their personal massage therapist show up and then they can go down to his room. I said, this would be a great opportunity for me to go get a license in massage therapy and then I can have my clients come down there and it's rent free. I'm already paying Mm -hmm. for it with my condo. And so I was like, this would be perfect. And then my my ex-wife told me, she was like, you ain't going to be rubbing on nobody except me. And I was like, well, I will rub on you but can I also make some side money you saying that you was just gonna get it solely for her yeah just for because it well first of all
2: I've been a been a personal trainer for more than 20 years. So I'm, a, I'm familiar with the human body, okay. you know, putting together programs for men and women, you know, to lose weight, tone up, get healthier, mo- mobility, flexibility, all of that good stuff. So it was, it was kind of second nature. Yeah. I understood right away some of the stuff they were teaching us, which muscle fibers go which way and, yeah. and how to properly massage different muscle groups with different techniques and stuff. So I was like, okay, this, this makes sense from previous training. But yeah, I didn't need it or want it for anybody else. I wanted it for my woman. If you if you give somebody a real foot massage and oh, you know that, that, where that you get them, intimacy, them, yeah. them them pressure points and you get to them toes and you get underneath that Achilles and and,
3: and you get down there by that heel bone and you work that thing, Christian, you are messing with all the women watching this right? I'm now. I'm just saying. They, I they, hope they, they
2: finger I hope you I hope your feet tingling at, <laughs> at home. I hope you're tingling because that that means I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be. I hope your doggone feet tingling.
3: So what you think about those videos? I know you see it with these massage therapists that be like it just the whole video looks sexual that's cinemax
2: (laughs) that might as well be that is late night naughtiness
3: what would you do if your woman went to a dude like that he laying all on top of her got her legs all open
2: (laughs) uh help a (laughs) pack you you are now single congratulations
3: Yeah. Come on man.
2: If you need that, then you better holler at me. That's what I'm here for. I don't got all these shoulders and all these chest muscles and stuff to be I can do all of that. We got we got a lot of baby oil and coconut oil at the house. We can
3: slide all over the damn house. <laughs> Doggone it. I'll be looking at these videos. I'll say, certainly they ain't got no men. If y'all have a man and y'all post, it's like, what are you thinking? Like, what
2: are you yeah, thinking? no, I'm not. I'm sorry. I, you know, if that's your thing, I'm not judging you. But what we not gonna do, dot com, is that.
3: <laughs> no.
2: Do, yeah. We you say my cookies and candy? Yeah, that's my cookies and candy. You're not gonna be sliding all over the massage table with this big buff dude over here. You got a big buff dude at home. A gray sweatpants champion. <laughs> you gon you gonna put some respect on my cookies and candy. You ain't
3: gonna go back to the gray sweatpants, Okay, Christian. I'm sorry, you just can't had go to, back there. Had to revisit you done messed it. up all these women. Women been hitting me up talking about what connect said. me to Christian
2: King. Say what it said. Say what it said. Say I don't well. post I, I don't just because I don't post that kind of content don't mean I can't be wonderfully successful at it. I'm going to be on the podium. I'm getting gold, silver, or
3: bronze.
2: I'm meddling. <laughs>
3: he said I'm meddling. I'm a medal. So listen, so, when you did this, since we're going to go and touch on that. We did the live podcast at New birth. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of feedback did you get?
2: I got a lot. Um, thankfully, I told you I, I learned a while back to turn my DMs off. Oh, God. Uh, because... You know, you don't want to be out shopping. You don't want to be in Macy's or Nordstrom somewhere, you know, and then you scroll through your DM and it's a random areola or two in there. Um, You know, and and folks send you body parts and and overly sexual messages. And as somebody grown, I, you know... it takes more than that. Yes. And people got the nerve or the gall to be offended when you don't respond. <laughs> I know you saw my, I know, yes, I saw both your areolas, ma'am. Yes, you sent me, you sent me what you sent me. Congratulations. God bless you. Oh God. But it takes more than that type of a picture to get my attention. Yes. And, and plus, how many other <laughs> celebrities did you send that to? How many Clippers and Lakers and Dodgers and, and actors and singers did you send that to? Did you did you send all at once or did you send them separately? Did you send it to Trey Songz and Chris Brown? Did you, <laughs> did you send your areolas to Morris Chesna? Who else did you send these to? Because you're way too complicated. Yeah, you just said, you get an areola. You get an areola.
3: You get an areola.
2: No, man. I, it, I, I need more than that to grab oh, my attention.
3: God. Oh, God. What grabs your attention, Christian?
2: Energy. Um, I think long before... Everybody, you know, for, before it started being popular, to say I'm an empath. Yeah. I realized I was a little different, um, and I'm I'm a big energy person. I usually can walk into a room and I can I can feel certain energies, pick up on them. I can pick up on maybe if there's an energy where you know somebody doesn't wish me well or can't stand me that 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 or that energy will be a little different, um, and it's it's palpable for me. So mm. it's the same for a, a connection. More than just an aesthetic connection if she's, you know, more than just pretty. If she's yeah. somebody that's gonna challenge me, somebody's gonna hold me accountable, somebody I can learn from, which is the sexiest thing a woman has ever done to me. Yeah. To teach me something, because that's gonna stay with me forever. Mm. Energies. Um, th- that that does it for me, that connection.
3: When you said that, that's a powerful statement. You say that because you mentioned that uh in the live podcast where you said loving a woman that can teach you something. Yeah. And then you added another layer to it because you said it, it'll stay with you forever. Um, you tell me you're the type of man that's open to a, a woman teaching you Yeah, we're not feeling uh, emasculated with a woman teaching you something
2: absolutely not
3: you're why not because s- so- a lot of men and I'm gonna tell you I had a problem when I was married uh, I was in my early 20s but my ex-wife was four years older than me and she would always try to teach me something and mm. I would rebel and I'd be like, ah, you, you can't tell me nothing. And then when one of my homeboys or a male figure told me the same thing, then I would do it. And she's would be like, why do you always listen to your friends or whatever? And I realized it was a deep rooted insecurity that I didn't want to feel like that uh, I couldn't lead her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so how did you get to this self-awareness where you allow a woman to quote unquote teach you?
2: Started being brutally honest with myself. I'm not always right. Good. Um, that's that's number one. I'm right about half the time. And that's fine. That's yeah. enough. As long as I'm shooting 50% from the <laughs> field, I'm an all-star in the NBA. I'm, I'm going to the league. So I, I feel like it's it's similar that's in good. a relationship. I don't need to be right all the time. I hope to be right half the time. I do need to be heard. It's more important for me. There it is. It's more important for me to be heard. I don't have to be right, but you I need you to hear me. I need you to help create Good. a space to where we both can be heard. Yes. Because if we're both heard, both comfortable, both have peace in that space, we can figure out how to how to get it done. How to win yes. in that in that space in that moment. But if I can't be heard or you can't be heard, that thing is never going to be addressed and it's going to sit there and it's going to fester and it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to make things worse. So I absolutely can and have learned over the years. I want a woman that's more experienced and, and smarter than me in some areas. Yes. Um, so I can learn from you, be inspired by you, be motivated, be like,
3: man, she's brilliant. And see, and that's get what, your
2: fine behind a little smart yes. thing. You get your <laughs> sexy little brilliant. Come here, girl. I
3: like that. I'm. Me it's too. not
2: intimidating. Yeah, it's it's attractive. Like, wow, this. Not only is she fine. Not only is she beautiful. And not only is she mine, but she's brilliant. Like I'm always learning yes. new stuff about me and about the world when I'm around her. That's another thing that's wonderful is that Talk about when, it. When, when you're around your person, I've always believed that, that God speaks to you clearer through certain people. There it is. There it is. And you hear him so much better like that. Remember the old radios? St- yeah. The, uh, the old, you're trying to find the little frequency yeah, dialing static, into Static, it. static, static, yeah. static. Boom. And it's perfect. Yeah, a lot of times in my life I've experienced where I hear God really, really clear when I'm around and with certain people, family members, friends, and in certain relationships. And I'm like, man, I really hear God now. That's good.
3: And and so, Christian, this good. Yeah, man, this good. This is good. Talking about dialing into the frequency to where you can a- where you're able to hear God on a different level with that person, and mm-hmm. that's why that's what I had to learn as I grew older and got mature. It was like saying, how am I how am I gonna fight my teammate? Right. That that if God brought this person in my life to literally to literally be my teammate, why would there be any opposition? Because exactly. we're on the same team. But even on the deeper level, what you just touched on is the ability to welcome that voice that, mm-hmm. and you know that that person is tapping into God, Mm -hmm. and you're welcoming that voice into your life to say, I hear God a whole lot clearer with you in my life. Yeah,
2: and and pray for them and with them, not as, ooh, we pray together, but no, I'm like, I need to pray for you. I, I feel it in my bone marrow that I need to pray with you and for you, not just bless our food, Yes. but when you're going through something and you lose a family member, I'm going through something and I lose a family member, or yeah. I'm worried about this, or I'm stressed about this, or you know, it's pandemic, and, and you're worried about your employment and this, that, and the other, just to, to let me cover you, let me cover us, let me cover this thing that we're building. In prayer together, where two are, or more are gathered together in his name. Yes. And, and let me let's let's build on this. This is that's that's remember we were talking about intimacy earlier? Yeah. That's intimate AF. Yeah. That is very, very intimate. Yeah. Genuine prayer for your person. That's yeah. that's something I can build love out of. There it is. Woo! Yeah.
3: I just I, got uh, chills. Me too. I got sleeves on, me but too. you can see chicken skin. Look at look, look, look all the bumps on my arm. Chicken skin. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> that right there did something to me, boy. Good lord. So yeah, man, I, I'm I'm a hopeful romantic, brother. This is so liberating for a lot of men to hear this because this is the this is the rhetoric. This is the this isn't what we typically hear. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, in these social media streets, I always talk about it a lot where I talk about the red pill community, the pe- peak pill community, uh is something that I want to uh, silence. I want the the healthy conversations that that are birthed from the Dear Future Wifey yeah. podcast to eradicate that foolishness right. because it's so unhealthy. It's so toxic. And um, But to hear men... Um, I was talking to... Uh, I was talking to this one lady in Jamaica, uh, Soy, that's her nickname, Soy, and she was telling me how... She had sent me this DM saying the podcast is so powerful that she won't date a guy unless he watches the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Mm. She said because in Jamaica men aren't they don't have a space they wouldn't believe that they even have the 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 mindset or the framework to even share their emotions, you know, it's like, what? Talk about somebody hurt me. Like that's not even, that's not even heard of or to, to share their heart or their feelings with a one. It's just not even heard of. And so she said that what I love about your podcast is that it's shaping the culture. She said, let me tell you something. She said, you may look at your Instagram and see how many followers you got or YouTube subscribers, but that never will show the impact that your podcast is having on our culture because you are helping to." Change the dating landscape, the marriage landscape, as well as impacting children's children's children. Because yeah. if the, if the parents become healthy and communicate on a healthy level, then their children now learn how to communicate on a healthy level. You that was conversation last Saturday brought tears down my face.
2: Listen, you said a couple things. One, when the parents become healthy, we don't uh, we don't we don't revisit that trauma on our kids. There it is. So we have to heal. That's yeah. one thing. Two, as men we were taught talking about our feelings meant you were soft or weak or, or, you know, in the eighties, they would say, Oh, you know, that's, you a punk or that's, that's gay. It's not gay. No, I'm a whole entire man. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not okay. There it is. Um, sometimes I'm hurting. Sometimes depression is a real thing. Anxiety is a real thing. Uncertainty and insecurities are a real thing. And, and you you wonder where your life is going and what kind of direction you have and, and is it going to be as good as I hope it is, God, and, and I hope yeah. it is, but I'm nervous about it and I'm scared sometimes. Yes. And it's okay for us not to be okay, but it's even more okay when you talk about it. It's no longer a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength, there if it anything.
3: Is. There it is. And
2: then the other thing is, I mean, we going to go blue, blue the whole... <laughs> I just noticed I'm like, hey, man... <laughs> What are we doing here? What are what we, we doing It do. We look like an R&B group that almost made it.
3: That almost made it? <laughs> almost. Almost. Yeah, we
2: went double drywall.
3: Yeah. What's we just the, say double drywall? Yeah, we went the Navy Blue going. <laughs> hey. He said R&B group that didn't make it. Man, why, why, uh, why didn't we make it? You ever talking about we didn't make it? I don't, we spent too much time shopping for blue stuff, Apparently. <laughs> But no, I, I I absolutely
2: agree. I I think as a, another part of being, you know, once you hit forty and, and on, yeah, I th- I think you embrace the adult ism of it, the adulthood
3: of you it. You should. Um yeah, you should, hopefully. Because yeah, not- a lot of a lot of 40 year olds and 50 year olds are still just overgrown boys. Yeah. Because they're afraid to confront the themselves. And when you said one day, when when you made the comment that you said I had to face myself to say yeah. that I'm not always right. Right. That's what I had to face in my early thirties. I was like, the terrorists like you're the you're the common denominator in any relationship that doesn't work out. What? How do you own up to your faults in these yeah. relationships? What are you
2: doing? Yes,
3: and it's and it's and that's facts. It's not always the other person, right? Watch, watch this.
2: Say it with me at home. <laughs> it's not always the other person. Sometimes some of that mess is my fault. Facts. Sometimes there are things that I could do better. Could do sooner and maybe not have procrastinated about. Yes. Could have been more attentive to. Could have prioritized her more. There's, there's always something that I could have done better in that space. And now I start conversations with that instead of you, 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 you. Okay, I looked at it. I think I could have done a better job here. Yes. And I can, I can aggressively commit to doing a better job in this space because I, I don't think I handled that as well as I could. I know I could have done. This better. I think I could have handled that better or been more clear on my communication in that space. Boom, 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 boom. That does a couple things. One, that lets them know that I'm thinking about us and not just thinking about me. Two, it sets the tone for the conversation because I'm I'm kicking the door down talking about the the responsibility I have in this. Hopefully the right. My woman is going to be like, no, he didn't. (laughs) I know he didn't just come in here and just start accepting responsibility. And, well, okay, what? Okay, well then, what did I do in this situation? There it is. It's gonna have the right person is gonna start looking at that situation, internalizing it too, and, and do the same.
3: Yes, reciprocal love, man. When I tell you, that's what it's about. Uh, and like you said, we're not always right, but yeah. to come together and say, we're going to make the relationship the focal point. We're going to make the relationship the main thing. We're going to keep the main thing the main thing. It's not attacking each other. It's a scripture that says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities in high places. And so oftentimes where we're going through these relationship issues, when you when, when um, I had this couple on last week that her boiling point was when he decided to get her the car that he wanted her to have not listening to what she decided Mm. and it just all spilled over to where she said i'm filing for divorce and I was like, it can't be the car. It's got to be more. Yeah, it was more, but it was years of built-up frustration. That was the couple that stood up at the at the Atlanta show. Remember God, the yeah, the that one said that said, yo, yo,
2: your podcast saved our marriage.
3: They did the episode last week, and that episode aired this past week. I got to go see it. Oh, it's powerful, but they unpacked almost 18 years of stuff that they had gone through. But the boiling point was when she was like I can't I can't do it year 17 of their marriage and which was last year and she was going to file for divorce until one of her friends sent her an episode of my podcast she watched it sent it to her husband he watched it and said you know what I got to do better he mm-hmm. said he said I'm I'm messing up and said, babe, can we go through uh, therapy? And they went through therapy, and then God began to heal their marriage. But it all comes internal. We always got to think about what are we contributing to this relationship failing, and then reverse engineering it and fixing it, and then showing up as our healthy self. And if the relationship doesn't work after that point, at least you know that you did everything you could do, uh, took accountability and responsibility to try to fix it, and if it just wasn't meant to work, it just wasn't meant to work. And not just, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Mm. Why am I handling, every time this thing comes up
2: why do i handle it like this what's behind that because if you can get to that the root of that you can get to the why the why creates the what and if i found when when keeping myself in check and checking myself about things that i need to do better on or i could do better here or i i I know i didn't do my best in that space i know i didn't in this category over here with her I could have done. I could have found better ways to do something. Yeah. Find one hundred ways. What was this R and B song? <laughs> um, I could have found another way. So I had to go a step deeper and figure out. Okay, why am I moving like this? Why do I make that decision? Why is that my go to? What is that a defense mechanism? Am I afraid at the depth of the emotional currency that we're spending together? And my wife, what is it? Does this trigger some some old trauma? Does yes. this Some unhealed thing? Is it? Why am I doing it? Boom, okay, once I get to my why, I can start shifting the what. I can stop doing that same thing that's going to create distance between her and I and and now we're growing. If we're not if we're not doing this, we're doing this. Mm. So it's it, it's it just depends on how deep you want to go, you know, how much of your own personal BS you want to cut through.
3: Mm.
2: But I, I, the more I do it, the more I like the person I see in the mirror. Yes. The more peace I have, and the more uncomfortably honest I am out the gate. This is me. I am goofy. I yeah. am silly. I love hard. I'm an empath. Yeah. Um. I I cry at romantic comedies. Me I be too. blinking fast. <laughs> Somebody be cutting onions. I be like, they cutting onions in this mug. Um. You know. But I'm a I'm a human. I'm a fool. I'm a fully realized human being, and, and and the more honest I am with myself, the more available I am to truly properly love
3: my person when I meet her. Do you watch the show Love Is Blind? No, not yet. Love Is Blind is powerful. I was watching this new season. I binge watched it this past week because uh, I reached out to one, the, what well, the vice president of marketing there to get one of the couples on. But man. I was crying like a mug. I was sitting Mm -hmm. up there in the bed just crying. I was like, well, I'm crying to get married. This messed me -hmm. (laughs) up. This is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. What's so beautiful about moments like that is people who, you know, I think you got to be extremely brave to be in an experiment like that to just fall in love with somebody and then get married six weeks later. Yeah. But – the vulnerability and the connection that they have with each other without you know sight unseen. Yeah. They're talking to people through these pods and through straight communication, they build and foster a bond like none other to where they are challenged to propose to the other person sight unseen. Um, but uh, that's an amazing thing. So when you talk about crying at romantic comedies <laughs> and all that hey, stuff. I ain't rom-
2: sorry. You know, that used to be all that soft <laughs> behavior. But then again, as, as my profession... I need to be available to, to these, it, these emotions. random emotions whether I'm experiencing them or not yeah I have to have that availability it'll it'll make me a better actor in human life it'll make me a better person you know I haven't gone through this no I haven't been married I know I want to I know I crave that I want to lift that veil and and fall in love and figure out new ways to fall in love with my person every single day and create new ways it ain't even been done yet. Have you played a a husband in a movie before in TV shows? A bunch. How's that feel? (laughs) Man, I was sweating. Bullets first time I got married on TV. I was sweating. I'm talking about full on like I had just stole something sweat. Um, And they were like, Keys, you okay? I'm like, you know know this ain't real, Keys. (laughs) I said, shut up, man. This is my big day. I was so nervous. I was sweating through my tuxedo. I was so nervous, man. Um, Why were you nervous? Why were you nervous? I don't know. I just think the real life anxiety of it, and then my character's anxiety, they doubled up. I forgot to leave Christian in the trailer or in the dressing room, and we, and my character and Christian both was like, "Hey, man, this is
3: really happening?" <laughs> What so him, shut up. This is my big
2: day. Yeah, shut up. This is my big day. <laughs> but it's it's and it's been wonderful because like even now on All Rise, the um the show that I'm one of the shows I'm on
3: currently. Yeah. Um uh, not only am I No, it's not Holland, no, on, he said one of the shows he's on. Chris, how many shows are you on right now? Won't he do it? <laughs> won't will <won't> he, Will? <laughs> one um, of the shows.
2: I am currently on uh Reasonable Doubt on Hulu. Yeah. Um All Rise on Hulu. The, the next 10 episodes are coming soon. All the Queen's Men. Um, That's on BET Plus And that's coming Eventually I hope That's that's all I can say on that legally That's all I can say Mm -hmm. Skip past that Uh, And then the boys on Amazon Prime
3: And uh, you know All the Queen's men, you ain't just an actor on that What are you? Uh, No sir, I, I wrote and created the show
2: Um, about 13 years ago, uh, and I started pitching it to different production companies, networks and studios. You get a lot of no's. Yeah. Remember I talked about that anxiety and the stress and the uncertainty of, you know, God, are you really going to bless this? Yeah. And you get some maybes and you get a yes and a a major studio option for a year and a half. Did nothing with it. I got it back. And right around the time. A year and a
3: half option.
2: Yeah. So it just sat there. They kept giving me notes. I kept rewriting the script, rewriting things. To go nowhere. To go nowhere. I'm glad they did because it landed where it was supposed to. Yeah, and right around the time that I was coming off, I was on five or six shows at the same time. Again, that's big. Chris be working, boy. That's all God, right there, because I <laughs> nobody be else working. can orchestrate something like that, man. Um, and, and my work slowed down, and I got mad at God. I'm like, what's the deal? Yeah. He's like, I'm out here killing, and you ain't see me. I'm on TV every week on a different, double different show. Why I ain't not working right now, sir? And I was mad at him, you know, and I, I'm sorry. I'm still sorry. But how sorry. long was that
3: spelled, though, before you got mad? About
2: about four or five months, because it was uh, end of the year, around end of 18, early 19, um, pilot season's usually busy yeah. and active and this, that, and the other, and nothing was happening. I, I man, I was hot. <laughs> I was hot. I was like, I don't understand it. And then I got it. Uh, Mr. Perry did his deal with BT Plus, yeah. So I got a chance to go in and pitch four or five shows to Tyler Perry Studios.
3: You got four or five shows you created?
2: I'm eight or nine now, and um, I'm pitching the other seven now. <laughs> I'm not playing with these people, man. I want to hire some of us. Christian, give us some opportunities. Christian, he trying He, he try to get this money. Got five or six movies too, and I'm, I'm finishing up the next three books. So, Christian, I, when you
3: got time to do all this?
2: You make time for what you want to do,
3: man. No, just like love, brother. Uh, no, hold on. No, you just said you pitching six or seven movies. Mm-hmm. You got three books you writing, mm-hmm. and you got seven more shows that you want to pitch mm-hmm. <laughs> that are written. So in your down season, that's when you start creating all this stuff.
2: Yeah, or when I'm not filming. When I'm at home, I, I pull up my favorite chair to the kitchen counter right there, right on the corner, and I'll write. Uh, I'll knock out the treatment, then I'll knock out the outline, and by then, the way my, my ADD kicks in, you, you the in. show the show will start writing itself. Yeah. And and that's a wonderful thing to have. I don't look at it as ADD being a curse. I look at yeah. it as, as okay, this will help my creative side. Yeah. So it's it's a wonderful thing, but I I went over there to TPS. Um, they let me come in and pitch some shows, and and Tyler end up go, he wanted the lady. It was Ladies Night at the time, but BT already had a show called Ladies Night, so I changed the title to All the Queens Men because I felt but that was more intriguing. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of it made time. you wonder like, what is this about all? The, <laughs> All the queens, man. You pawns, bishops, rooks, <laughs> yep. knights. You yep. know, and essentially that's what every character is in there. They're they're a pawn or a bishop or a rook or a knight on Madame's chessboard. So brilliant! It's brilliant. a it's, a, it's a blessing, brother. Brilliant! It's, brilliant! It's brilliant. Just, it's a testament that had I given up, the uh, the opportunity would have came, and I would not have been ready. And I'm glad I didn't give up. I'm glad he gave me the fight to keep going, the audacity and the bravery. And I'm, I'm, we get to hire 150 to 200 black and brown folks every time we go to film. That's my favorite part of this opportunity is providing that opportunity.
3: 150 to 200 people
2: that's that's one hundred fifty two hundred checks going home to different houses that's beautiful. paying bills and mortgage I, that's my favorite part they're brother. getting the
3: chance your dream other people are able to live out their dream people yeah. that have been the actors now they get a, they get to work people that are set designers and costume and mm-hmm. wardrobe they all are fulfilling their dream and that's what's so beautiful when you're tapped into purpose yeah you know and the fact that you didn't give up guys i got this for you if you just don't give up yeah just 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 stay there uh it was a deal that i had in in um march um with this major podcast network and i was like this is the deal i've been waiting on this is amazing we've been in talk since january they had, did a background check on me to make sure no foolishness comes out that they end up getting sued later on about all that checked out well it was beautiful it was a month of march my birthday month um, just got finished shooting the episode with Nicole Kane. She was sitting right next to me when I got the call because I was like, ooh, we just got finished. So I need to take this uh, call. I'm thinking that's the call to uh, for them to finally tell me what the money was going to look like. And because they was like, all right, we're going to go put the budget together. We'll hit you back. Did that. They was just like, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to go, uh, move forward. Uh, there's a lot of transition happening with, with the production company and um, and a lot of layoffs. And we just got bought out by this other, uh, you know, studio, all this stuff. And I just sat there and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I was like, wow. And then God says, don't think that every no is not a blessing. Mm-hmm. When you're operating, the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered, that even your nose are by assignment mm-hmm. because what happens? Thank you, Holy Spirit. That you know how they always say um, uh, today's price ain't yesterday's price or yeah. whatever. That that. Back then in March, you could have got me for this amount. Mm-hmm. Now my my platform done grew about a hundred thousand yeah. since we first started talking, all this other stuff that's happening, and then whenever that's revisited or even another network or whatever, the value is on a different level. Yeah, exactly. And so we gotta always respect the fact that not every no is a is a curse.
2: And and that no could also just mean, no, this is this is not your blessing.
3: One hundred percent.
2: Or that no is really n-o-t-y-e-t not, not yet yeah because i got a lot of not yets yeah i'm not ready yet or this isn't your blessing or no i don't want your show over here i got bigger plans like you know maybe god already knew okay you know no you're gonna sell that to, to tyler Perry studios in 2019 so i know it's going to irritate you in 2013 14 15 16 <laughs> 17 18 but it's gonna it's gonna go five, six, seven seasons and a hundred episodes yes. when you sell it over there in twenty nineteen. So follow me. I'm special, I know what I'm doing, have some faith in me and let me work.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Yes, sir. Chicken skin again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it, just, it just got me, boy. When you, when you talk about manifested blessings, especially in this season called Miracles manifest, uh, manifestation, it just hit differently. Yeah. You know, it's because it's like, that's just how God is. This is how God moves. Uh, and that's absolutely amazing. When you think about all these amazing moments that happen in your life and, um, you know, you shared wanting that person that you can come home like, guess what? Mm-hmm. My, my show just got bought by so-and-so, so-and-so. How do you reconcile that in your life right now? Um, Where it doesn't lead to depression,
2: it, it, it does still sting. You know, like I said, I, our, our friendship is yeah. always going to be transparent, and, and we way past the machismo of, yeah. of you know. Well, I'm, uh, I'm,
3: I don't. <laughs> I don't have emotion.
2: I do. You know what I'm saying? It does still sting sometimes, but I also I, I hold on to hope that you know what I want and what I I believe I deserve. I'll get that. You know, and that if I keep operating in my purpose, which is the area of my life that God keeps blessing. That's how you know. If you at home and you wondering, okay, what is my purpose? Look at your life. And mm. this is my opinion, but look at your life and look at the area of your life that God keeps blessing. That's good. That's that's a definitive way to know at least one of your purpose mm-hmm. points is in that area. He keeps blessing this thing over here. So I'm gonna stay active in this area of my life that's because good. This is where he's functioning, and I want to be where God is working in my life. Um, so I, I, I know I'm in my purpose. I know I'm still creative. I'm getting constant inspiration. The things that I'm building are good. The relationships and the friends that I'm making are great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting to touch people's life and, and shape people's life, so I'm doing all the things that make me feel good. The only thing missing is that, and sometimes— We find those amazing people when we're not looking. There it is. So I won't go out of my way to rush things. Um, I'm not going to settle. Having standards doesn't mean you're being judgmental, but it also... It, you're not, it's not okay for you to settle for less than you, you, what you know you deserve. Sometimes don't do people
3: that. don't, they, they confuse settling with being too picky. How would you speak on that? Have you ever been accused of just being too picky? Like maybe you want the perfect woman. Cause a lot of times people have accused me of the same thing. Be like, one of my friends, was like, do you think what you really desire and want is not possible? And I was like, mm-hmm it's very much so possible because I see it like it's like, like it's some ambiguous thing that that I see walking around like this is what I know what I desire and so can you touch on that uh first of all let me ask you have you ever been accused of being too picky
2: no not really um too available too you know quick to fall in love fall too hard but not too picky not too picky um
3: so you've been accused by women that you fallen in love with that you fell in love with too fast?
2: No, like family members. Like my oh, okay. oldest brother, he'll pull my coattail. He he has a no BS policy. At one of the reasons I love him. Um and he'd be like, Really, man, it's been a month. I'm like, shut up. It's my big day. Uh, but you know it's it's you know when you when you when when you're young and you're excited and I don't fall that fast anymore yeah you know I'll at least give it you know a couple two three months yeah. you know then then it' I'll allow the availability for that emotion um I don't put any leashes on it but i i'll I'll allow what's going to happen to happen
3: so you don't think two or three months too soon to find love for somebody.
2: At least not to start falling. No, I I think it's you know I'm not gonna blurt it out after the first or the third date or something like that. You know, uh, Pastor Calamari, I love you. I'm not doing that. Okay, you 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 rest assured that that's not gonna happen. But um, I, I think you fall when you fall. Everybody falls at different yeah. emotional speeds and, and pace. Um, but I'd be doing myself a disservice if if I kept that part of myself cornered off and and not out. And, and and free to to connect and mingle and meet and and potentially fall mm. i i I enjoy the fall but I also want to stay there like i've 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 loved in in recent in a re- recent relationship a few years ago but I wasn't in love and there's a huge difference there too and you got to know your difference What's you got and she asked me and and she and I told her I was like I don't think I'm in love with you I said I, I know I love you but I'm not sure if, if I'm in love with you, which means I'm pretty sure that I'm not. Hmm. And that's a tough conversation to ask, I mean, to have, but don't yeah. ask me anything like that unless you want. I'm I'm too old to be sitting here, and my memory ain't good sometimes. It, 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 you don't got to have a good memory if you just say what you feel. <laughs> say it nicely. He said you ain't got to have a good memory if you just, if you just tell the truth. <laughs> and and I was being, and and you know what? That garnered <laughs> respect from her. She was like, well, you know what? I... I appreciate you telling me and being honest cuz I know that wasn't easy. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm just I'm not going to BS you. Yes,
3: I love you. What's the difference?
2: Uh, oh my god. It's it's night and day. Love is that love is the ground floor of a home, a good home. I I think being in love with somebody is is that foundation it's that basement it's the concrete that can hold the weight of every decorative beautiful pleasurable thing that you build on top of it Mm. um and it gives you roots and it gives you depth and availability and i think love is here i think in love is in your bone marrow and in your dna and I, i i think like you you when this person inhales you exhale their breath that's that in love. That's the chicken skin again. There, go, it, is. Go, there go is it. You
3: see it right there.
2: <laughs> but it's it's. I think it, it's night and day. I think I think t- to love somebody is a wonderful thing. But in love, the world stops when you hold that person. The the world stops spinning just for a little bit. That's the difference.
3: Well, that's going to be a real. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. Oh God, I, when I was dating the girl I dated, uh, she was saying it's crazy because any time we're around each other, no one else, like, she, we forget anybody else is in the room. Yeah, they we don't forget, exist no more. They don't exist. We could be at the movies. Nobody else is there but mm-hmm. us. Like, we, we be we be acting like nobody else is there. Yeah. Like, do we realize we ain't the only one? Like, we ain't at the house watching the movie. Yeah. Like, we are in, in the open. We just forget, literally, that everybody else is there. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Like, the, that's the cheesy,
2: corny <laughs> Picnics at the park, you know, reading a book out under the you know, under the tree. You know, that's the good stuff. The Love Jones, loving basketball stuff. That's the good stuff, man. When you forget about time and space. Yeah, you got responsibilities. Yeah, we got stuff to do and yeah. goals to accomplish. But, man, when your relationship is it's like a vacation, and when it feels like vacation and home at the same time, when your person feels like home. There it is. And your and your relationship feels like a vacation. That's the good stuff, man. That's the good stuff. And I'm I want that. I deserve that. I, I bring that availability to the table. I bring the amount of work that it's gonna take to to do my part to the table. So I, I, I refuse to let myself settle for less than that.
3: Man, there's people crying right now. Listen to this episode. I just see it in spirit. Just people just crying. And how I know? Because I was about to cry. <laughs> I'm saying, man, it's but and you know, you know what's crazy? You don't
2: learn these things unless you experience them through a real relationship. Yes. That, that uh, because you're looking at it like, what does this feel like? So yeah. I can understand it. So I can get it up here. I feel like I'm, I'm at home with you. I, yes. feel, I feel like this relationship feels like home. This love feels like vacation. Like that. I want that again. I want that permanently i want to be able to build and trust that the person is there for me and not gonna ask for a flat screen tv or a handbag or some red bottoms on the third date because you know they they you know you go to the bathroom and they google in your net worth when you that actually happened i came back and she was really? googling my net worth i was like yeah cancel the appetizers you know, you know that
3: happened to me um i'll share this i'm gonna be straight and spill it <laughs> Oh, God. So in 2020, one of the things that led for me uh, taking the vow of abstinence in the the month of November, I went on a date with this girl, and she... uh She We sat down She said I know what your net worth is I said Please Humor me What is it She said 3.5 million I said Really I said I said Well absolutely No I probably got 3.5 dollars But I ain't got 3.5 million She said She said Yes you do Yes you do I said no for real I don't And I said Google it I want to see it again So when she Googled again it said I had 8 million I said So I got I said When would you do this She said last week I said Between a week I done got almost 5 million dollars And I said I said You cannot trust it Stuff. Nah, nah, nah. So she just literally was. She was like debating that that wasn't true. I said, I promise you ain't worth no eight million dollars. So or three million dollars. Uh, um, put it around thirty five hundred, and that's it. Hilar- so, 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 so I told all this. She's like, Nah, nah, nah. So then we went. I was dropping. Off. I've never told this story. I, I was about to drop off at her place, and she said, "You always just drop me off and just leave or whatever." She said. She said. um she said, Why don't you stay and just talk? Let's let, let's just sit in the in the carport area and just talk. I said, Man, I just got the plane, I'm ready, to just go back and walk. she said, just can you just talk? I said, Okay, cool. So we sat there, we talked. Uh After about five, six minutes, she said, okay, now it's good. Now we've talked. We're good. I said, all right. So then I went to go drive her and drop her off with the doorman because it was like she lived in these high-rise. And then um, when I was pulling around the corner of it, my truck scraped this pole and it put a big old gash across the side of my truck. Mm. So I was like, oh, my God. God. And then and then uh I was like, man, all right. So I went to go open the door. She was like, Why don't you just come upstairs for a little bit? I said, no, nah, I'm frustrated now. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to my office. I'm gonna work. And she was like, just come upstairs. I said, No, I'm just uh, let me just go. She said, Why are you so stubborn? Can you just please come upstairs for a little bit? Uh let me just take your mind away from everything. I said, she said, just "Please." I said, "All right." So I park, went upstairs. She goes in the room, changes her clothes, come out with these little house shorts on. These little, you know not the house, the house shorts. The house shorts. You already know what the house shorts are. The
2: house shorts. What are the house shorts, Kristen? The teeny tiny's, <laughs> the teeny weeny sh- uh, shorts committee shorts, <laughs> the setup shorts, the
3: setup shorts. The,
2: are, the, are you sure you're leaving? Or are you staying the night? Shorts. That's what. Those, that's what it says on the tag. <laughs> he can't leave if you put these on. That's what it say on the tape. That's t-
3: what it on the tape. Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there. She comes in there. And she was just like, she comes sits next to me. I'm frustrated. I'm just sitting here in this moment. I'm just like, wow. So then she rubbing all of my arm, and I'm sitting there. She's like, can you just please stop thinking about it? I see your mind somewhere else. I said, man, I just don't feel like My mom, like, if you are trying to have sex, I don't even feel like doing nothing. I just don't feel like nothing. So she keep rubbing on me. And then I was just like, all right, forget it. So then I lay her down on the couch. I get on top of her. I kiss her. I put my hand between her legs, start rubbing on her. She, she stops my hand and says, get out. Get out. I said, I just screwed up. I get up. I start walking to the door. And say, I can't believe you just touched me like that. I said, I'm confused. I am literally confused. What what space am I in in my life? I go to the car. I go get in the car. I'm sitting there. She said, I can't believe you did that. I called her. I said, how stupid can I be? The girl just Googled my net worth. She just did all this. Why? That was a whole setup. So then I called her. I was like, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm in the parking lot. I said, I misread everything. She's like, what you mean? What made you think that? I said, you wear, You changed. You had on these little these little shorts. You didn't have no underwear on. Like, I, yeah. So that, that gives you permission to touch me. I said, I, I just I can't yeah. call it. Yeah. I can't call it. So then, so then we talk. I apologize profusely that whole day. Then she was like, hey, I want to meet up with you and talk. I was like, man, no. <laughs> I said, no, we could just talk about it. See, now you're not calling me no more. You know, I can't believe that you, you know, you taking this out on me. And I was like, no, I'm just saying that I can't read. If I'm in a, an environment, I can't read the person. Right. I can't trust you. Right. I can't even trust myself. All the clues I've ever known growing up that this is what this is saying. You saying this don't mean this in this moment. I am confused. Mm-hmm. So if I'm confused, let me leave this situation. So then eventually, after about a week and a half she stopped by uh, my office and we talked and, and she was just like can we just put this behind us and all this and I was like yeah but you know I ain't talked to her since and I ended up seeing that at this fashion show and she was like hey and she comes up to hug me I did one of them little hugs you talking church about hug, yeah. church hug yeah oh you, you gave her the Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves. Well, he, he hugged people and leave his hand floating out here like this don't even touch him. yeah just float
2: <laughs> float Float on. <laughs>
3: I had to give with a hug. She's like, God, why don't you hug? God, see, you, you acting weird again. Mm-mm. I said, no. Church nah, hug. Nah. You <laughs> just turn your junk away from them.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, <and> <laughs> you, you twist away and twist all of this away
3: and just hold them around the shoulder area and get out of there quick. Get out of there quickly. That's what I had to do. And I was just like, I said, she's like, see, you acting weird. You don't even hug me. Right. I said, man, I'm just confused. She said, I'm telling you, that was a year ago. Put that behind us. I was just like, whatever. But in that time, that next month, I said, I'm scared. I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to be absent. <laughs> you got to be
2: careful. <laughs> and it's and that's the thing. That's the hard part. And that's where the trust issues come in because you don't know who's really there for you. So and you really got to tiptoe in this. In this, some of those things do happen, and and women should not have to deal with that. Right. That kind of th- that kind of thing. But there are also instances where some folk will try to come after you and set you up if yeah. you are a a man of means. And yeah. that's that's not okay. And that's the scary, sketchy part for me. So I'd be like, ah, ah, church hug. Let me spin my junk away. Cause you ain't gonna be in the on the blogs tomorrow I'm talking about he grinded. No, I didn't. No, my junk was over there. I just,
3: yeah, it was over yeah,
2: there. It was, it was over. over he <laughs> was, was almost in the next room. I did not grind on you.
3: I did not grind Yeah,
2: <laughs> you got to be careful, man. So I'm just, I'm super cautious. But I, like I said, I won't let those kind of circumstances shake my optimism or my hopefulness. I know what I want. And I, I know God's going to keep leaning on the, the, the blessings coming in. I know he's going to keep, he done parked a blessing truck
3: in front of my house. You have this beautiful song, um, that, this single that you just released. What's the name of the single? Under That Veil. Under That Veil. What does that mean? What made you write that? Uh, it was pretty much
2: just trying to manifest what I want. Uh, my my oldest brother,
3: you know, like, yeah. I, I mentioned him a couple of
2: times. Um, don't let that go to your head. <laughs> that that you don't mentioned let, him a couple Yeah, <laughs> don't let that. I know he going to be like, oh, I made it. <laughs> um, But no, he asked me in my last relationship, he's like, well, you know what? Like, you think she's the one? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I can see her being under that veil. Like, it came from a real place,
3: real conversation. Under that bill.
2: And some of the best songs and the best ideas and the best things in, in my life, my creative life especially, come from real dialogue, real yeah. moments. And I and my my mind immediately was like, hey, man, you know that's a song. And I was like, okay, well, write it then. What are you bothering <laughs> me for? And so I wrote the song, but I was just as transparent as possible. And it's just a declaration and a manifestation of of what I want, you gotta sometimes speak it to add some power to that energy, and and to you know, adjust your frequency to draw in what you want. Sometimes you gotta speak it and put it out there. It's like a melodic vision board, yeah, if you will. And it's just that. It's it's just a, it's just a old a brand new old school R and B love song. Um that is gonna be playing at every black and brown wedding in the world. Yeah. This summer and next summer. Um and, and it's Chris. Under that Chris,
3: Chris, you gotta give people a little piece of. It. Can you sing a little bit of something? I don't care if it's just two lines. I think I can swing that. I All think right. I All can right. I I Bless believe. You. I
2: believe <laughs> mm. um the song goes, uh I wanna see you under that veil Baby I do wanna build a beautiful life And spend it with you i lift the veil We both say yeah All I ever need is you I wanna see you under that veil I do,
3: baby. Yeah. All right. See, now, 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 see, luckily you turned your DMs off because you you just, you just, now they just got to say whatever they're going to say just under your post because you be creating problems out here. You be creating problems, Christian.
2: I just, like I said, I'm, I'm intentional. We move, we move in with intention, with purpose, on purpose, in our purpose, man. And and I I want that. I I want, I I know God, God just shows off sometimes. He's He's a genius and a comedian. I w- I would like to have my woman there with me. Um, you know, as I grow, I I'm clearly I can grow more with with your person. You can grow more with an amazing woman. Hopefully, you know, she'll be able to grow more with me. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up on that, man. I, I know what I want. I know what I deserve.
3: It's crazy. A lot of people. You made a post about coming out with your album. People are like, I don't even know because people know you as an actor and all the other stuff. <laughs> of course, I've known you for years. Most of your artists didn't even know you could sing. Mm-hmm. I I, had, I never really, and that's another thing about yeah. growth.
2: I never really pushed it. Like I got so comfortable in the acting space. And that's why God... Because you start off as a singer. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought I was going to be Babyface 2.0. Brian McKnight 1.5. I I thought for sure I was going to be a crooner, man. And and they were going to come pick me up in a limo with a million dollar check. And God was like, yeah, that's cute. That's not going to happen. And he started blessing my acting. And I got so comfortable over there that I neglected these other passions that God gave me for other ways to create and paint and express myself. And finally, you know, he kept nudging me about this. Last year, I demoed a bunch of songs for some of the biggest artists in the world, and I couldn't even get the songs to them because I had not established a track record as a strong songwriter. So God was like, well, I I, I gave you the song. So you're going to sit on them or you going to put them out and let me bless them? There it is. And I was like, I got you. I got you. I'm going to put them out. So the album is done. The album will be out in July. Good. Um, people are loving Under That Veil. I've gotten hundreds of people saying... This spinning at my wedding. There it is. I need this at the reception. Yeah. We gonna line dance to this. I'm like, bet do it. Send me the video. psychological <laughs> dance with y'all. That's gonna
3: mess you up, huh? When people I start seeing the videos from their wedding, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna, that's gonna have you crying them tears. That's what you. But that's yeah. what we do it for. Yeah. you create and hopefully,
2: you know, you you, you it expresses what you want to express, but hopefully it touches some people in the way that that you want to, and then it's gonna surprise you in the way that it affects some other yeah. people. That's the that's the why.
3: So the song is available on all streaming platforms, everywhere. Download. yes. listen, let's blow let let's blow Christian mind. I want y'all to go out and y'all download that song when the album drop. Download it. I want him. I want his mind to be blown. You know, and when you think about how much it costs to download the song, it's like a dollar twenty nine or something like that. It's like if you ain't got that, we got some prayers that we need to have. So um, go download his music. Uh, blow his mind where he can look at we have this thing called the Dear Future Wifey Effect That when people mm-hmm. come on the podcast we have such a supportive fan base that they just they be like oh my god they done made my book number one they done, they done bought That's all amazing. my stuff out and so I thank uh, uh, the supporters of the podcast for just making my uh my guests feel love. Like like they don't come with me talking about uh I'm gonna charge you for an interview and none of that stuff. They be like, hey, I'm coming. We we chop it up. A lot of these people y'all see on the podcast are my personal friends. So we just come and we just talk, we have fun. Uh, but I also like to be a blessing to those people that are blessing me. Cause as y'all know, this is my personal journey. So I've I've extracted so many gems that Christian has dropped and deposited in my soul that uh I'm gonna be chewing on for a lifetime so man you and
2: me both I always learn something when we talk
3: man and that's one of the
2: one of my favorite things about our conversations is is not just I'm not the only one dropping jewels I learn stuff from what you say and I learn stuff that I hear me say sometimes because sometimes I'm answering my own question like wait a minute wow (laughs) that's okay okay but again you you hear God clear through certain people
3: 100%
2: so and thank y'all 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 under That Veil is available everywhere you stream and buy music. Um, I love the song. Um, and anybody who, whether you found love or whether you're still looking for it, if you still believe in real love, if you're still
3: a hopeless or hopeful romantic, yeah, um, this song is for us, all of us. Well, thank you for closing us out. That was a perfect closeout. Hey, y'all give it up for my boy Christian Keys, y'all. Ladarian. Thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew... Black, a boy, the likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life right. Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Lidarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping, and even caring for our animals on our farm and on site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm the R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys, documenting my work with the homeless, as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details, crown a king and make a donation today. Listen, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I love it when I get a chance to chop it up with my brothers. Uh, Yeah, y'all got a chance to just step into the locker room of men's lives and have a really uh, in-depth conversation to see what we desire, what we want, some of our fears. And I just thank Christian Keys for showing up lit. You know, we live intentionally uh, transparent. And so I... Thank, thank it. I thank I thank men all the time when they're able to be vulnerable with the world because that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing for men to be vulnerable. A lot of men are tapping into the Dear Future Wifey podcast, saying they're finding so much value and reference for men who are able to show up and share their emotions. We're not that's not promoted a lot in uh, our communities or communities as a whole when it comes to manhood. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, the future. What does it behold? Is it odd that when I think of our future, I think of the memories we'll build? I look forward to adding wrinkles to your brain, confirming we existed in each other's lives. You are the manifestation of the unwavering hope I protected, the reciprocation of the love I've sown and the sleepless nights that will transform into peace. You make every dark day worth living because you are the sunshine after the rain. Now, I know that sounds typical, but there's nothing typical about you. You are my hope. You are my destiny. You are my peace. You are my safe place. You are my flex. You just are. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. This is the story of the one. As a
0: maintenance engineer, he hears things differently